Hi, this is Rosalinda, the host of Faith Fuel Podcast, the show where we hear voices of people transforming the world for Jesus. Pastors, leaders, entrepreneurs, and world changers. So sit down, relax, or keep it driving. It's time to get some wholehearted, wide open, and yes, sometimes side-splitting encouragement and direction for your life. So get ready to get fired up. On today's show, we're going to talk about addiction. 128 people are dying daily in the United States because of an opiate addiction. And this is something that's very close to my heart. As many of you guys know, uh, my dad, Victor Torres, was saved out of a life of addiction. At the age of 12 years old, he ended up joining a gang in New York City. And by the age of 14 years old, he was an addict already to heroin. My grandmother didn't know what to do. In fact, people told her that he would die on the streets, he would die on the electric chair, that there was no hope. But my grandmother was a praying grandmother. She never gave up on my dad and began to pray and pray. And one day, David Wilkerson came to the streets of New York City and reached an attic and a gang member named Victor Torres. He was actually an enemy gang member to Nikki Cruz. And both of them were saved and their lives are rearranged. And we are excited. Today, I have Evelina with me. And you have an amazing testimony. And we're going to share with you guys that are listening today if you have a son, a daughter, a husband, a wife, or you are struggling with addiction, you do not have to be trapped in the hellhole of addiction, but you can be set free. And that's what happened to you. So I'm so glad you're here today. Thank you for having me. We are going to have so much fun. Wait yes. till you guys hear her testimony. Evelina, let me ask you a question because, you know, they see you today, you know, those that are watching the video portion and they're like, there's no way you had a past in addiction. And I want to find out, you know, where did that begin or, or what did it look like for you growing up at home? Well, growing up at home, I was adopted by my grandparents. My parents had me at a young age and just growing up, it was more of materialistic love. I never really had, you know, um, the parental guidance that, right. you know, I needed. It was more of um, just buying me things. And that's the love that was shown to me to where it got to a point where it was just, you know, more of a materialistic thing. And um, later down the road, it, you know, just affected me tremendously because I didn't have the parental morals that I needed. So you think they were trying to fill that, but it yes. just, for you, it would not fill because, yeah. you know, something that you struggled with is just that abandonment. Yes. Spirit of abandonment. And so what do you, what do you think actually led you to, um, you know, addiction? What, what was those steps? What did that look like? Well, for me, I was looking for love in all the wrong places. I was really angry at my parents. I could not understand why they gave me up at, you know, when they did. But later down the road, I realized that my mom was really young. She was 14. Yeah. And she could not take care of me. And she wanted what was best for me. But as a child, we all know these things. And so right. we get older and find out the real truth. And that's when it was like too late. I was wow. already in my addiction at that moment. So, I mean, what was the first steps for you? Were you in high school? So once I graduated high school, that's when I started my addiction really bad. And, you know, it just started going to clubs, you know, drinking and then getting with the wrong crowd. My first encounter with a drug was with a guy, you know, he introduced me to a hardcore drug. Wow. Which, you know, cocaine. And yeah. then it just went on from there. So do, did your grandparents know or were you able to kind of hide that? Because I know yeah. there's mom and dad's listening today. Yeah. And the question is like, did, were they able to tell, 
what was going on. For a while, they did not tell. They could not tell. And I was doing it for so long. And then when they realized, you know, I had lost my job, I was coming home late, I wouldn't answer my phone. They knew something was wrong. They knew that, you know, this was not the Evelina that they raised. And um, that's when, you know, they intervened. And so, I mean, did you want help or they were like, wow, you've got to get some help. I mean, what did that look like? Did you find yourself desperate for help? At the moment, at the first round, I, I think they wanted more for, my, sure. for myself. Yes. They wanted me to get the help more than I wanted it myself. So tell me, yes. did you have kids at that time or what? I had my oldest daughter, Kelsey, because mm -hmm. I got pregnant with her in 12th grade. So my mom, my grandma was the one that was kind of watching her at that moment, you know, because I was still young and, you know, she was always with her and I was just in the streets getting high and doing what I was doing. And, um, after the fact I had my other three, but I was more like, you know, not really deep in my addiction right. at that moment. It was really not ourselves when we're in, when we're in an addiction, right. but it's more the drug because now that I'm clean and sober, I look at the past and I'm like, I did that. Like I really got high. Like I really was that selfish but it's not us it's just the drug in us that right. makes us you know different and once you do get clean and you you have sense in your head you know you're like wow you know it's something that's taken over your mind your body and so and it's not the real person it's not the real Avelino it's not the real you know it's, it's someone totally different that's so good I, you said that so well because there's people listening and you look at your son you look at your daughter you look at your loved one and you're like I don't understand you know why would they do this? Why would they do that? And, and that's the thing that happens when somebody is in addiction. Um, and I didn't preface this podcast, but I actually am the executive director of new life for youth and adults. And, um, we have homes for men and women. We have a place called the mercy house and mercy moms for mothers and kids. And so, because when my dad got saved, he decided to spend the rest of his life reaching other people. They started new life for adults and youth in Virginia in 1971. So we're actually almost 50 years old and we are reaching people. So that's why I'm so passionate about this subject, but I hear a lot of parents angry and they're just like, I don't understand, but you said it so well when you're in using the drug, you're not even thinking and it really takes over you. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. Um, Evelina, what was the big thing that changed you? Jesus. God. Tell me about that. So the Lord, um, I came in encounter with the Lord, even through my mess, he was there, you know, I can hear him and everything. And just one night, um, I just seen my daughter's face and I dropped to my knees and I surrendered to God. I was like, Lord, I'm ready. I'm ready to fully surrender and change my life because I knew I was in a spot in my life where there was just, there was no more run left in me. I knew that I would die if I continued to go the way, you know, I was going and the Lord just touched me that night. And just, it was like him holding me in his arms. How do you know? What did you feel? Tell, tell the people <laughs> listening. I mean, it's, what, tell me what happened. It here. was like a presence just took over me. It was like peace knowing that my child, you're going to be okay. Just believe in me. Just trust in me. I have you. I'm going to take care of you. And he did. And mm -hmm. so, and what year was that? In 2017. Wow. So you were talking about three years ago. Yes. And tell me what is happening right now, because once you got clean, you know, then I know you have your kids. So now there's just an awareness, like, gosh, I want my children back. Yes. And you were faithful. What was that next step with your kids? 
oh, the next step of my kids when I first got them in the beginning, it was kind of tough, you know, Yeah. but with the Lord on my side, it really got better. And they started to like, just now they're just all coming together. They're praying. They're just like loving on me. I'm loving on them. It's just like unity in the home. And it's just like the best feeling I can ever feel being a sober mom and being able to raise my kids the same way that I know that they're going to follow Christ. And it's going to also work for them. Also breaking the generational curses with myself so they won't take the same steps that I've taken. Well, Evelina, you're an awesome mom. You're very loving. I mean, this girl, I, I love your laughter. You have a joy that comes from within um, to see you go from a life of addiction to getting your life together to bringing your kids together. Um, we were able to open the door at Mercy Moms to bring Evelina and her children together. When we do that, you know, they live there free. We are helping moms. You know, God put it on my heart years ago. We would see young girls come through a program and you know, Evelina, exactly what I'm talking about. The day they graduate, it's like, here's your babies. How how are they going to pay for that? How are they going to make it? Some of the guys, you, you know, they go out, they get their job, but these mothers have these children and there's really very few places. In fact, I didn't know of any when, when the Lord put this in my heart, um, and so we began mercy moms. And so I remember having this passion to go, moms need a place for a year, minimum one school calendar year where you can bring your kids together, where she's not going to be, have to be pressured to work so she can learn to be a mom. And so the Lord blessed us with this beautiful home. And we were able to do that. And we've had Many mothers and many children stay in there, but we ask the ladies to go through the mercy house first, because before you can be a mom, you got to get off drugs. We got to find our healthy and whole, but you are now the director for the women's program. Why are you so passionate about reaching this women? I'm so passionate because I've been there before and my heart yearns yearns for them because I know that if the Lord done it for me, they can do it. He can also do it for them. And I just want to be a light to them and just show them the right way to go because I know that we serve a mighty God and, you know, he can do miracles and he's definitely done a miracle in my life and restored me back my children and just thankful for that. And I just want to be able to be a part of other ladies as well. I know that, that you get in and you do chapel. So what are you seeing when you preach the word of God to them and you give them hope? I just see the light in their face. Like they're hungry hungry to know more about Jesus. They're hungry to know more about who he is and what he can do in their life. You know, there's also healing through the process, you know, just allowing them to allowing them to know that they are loved, that they are wanted, that they, they are chosen. And it's just amazing just to see them when they first walk in to when they graduate is the best thing for me. I love it. <laughs> you know, we, we recently um, saw a new girl come in mm-hmm. and I was over at the thrift store and you were there yes. and um, I got to see a young girl to come in. And when you, your heart is going to be so moved, but you see the brokenness. She was actually coming down off of the addiction. Yes. I could see her face was sweating and, you know, um, just the hurt and I'm excited because even though she's in that place right now, I told her, I said, I got to take a 30 day selfie. That's what I call it. And so I grabbed her and I was like, come on, let's take a picture because I can't wait to see what you're going to look like in 30 days. If you will surrender your heart to the Lord, Jesus will come in and he will transform you. He will raise you up. And we are seeing this happen today. We don't only have a women's home, but we have a men's home. 
And right now there are open beds. We were blessed to be able to move into a larger home for the men. Hey, if you know somebody out there that is struggling in addiction, Jesus is the answer. I do not care if they have overdosed, if you've seen, seen them be shot with Narcan. I know you've seen things like that. The worst situation, I'm going to tell you, don't give up on them. What would you say to parents that feel like, no, you don't know my kid. There's no hope. What would you say to that parent? I would say that do not give up. There is hope. You know, they just need the help. And sometimes you might not understand it, but deep down in their hearts, they want they're crying out for help. They really are crying out for help. So please, if you know anyone, please send them our way because we're here to give them the hope and the love that they deserve. There's another element too, Evelina, that happens is that we get to see not just them find healing, but we get to see the whole family kind yes. of come together and trust is rebuilt. Yes. Tell me some of the things like even in your family that has happened in a great way. I mean, do you feel like that happened for you? Yes, definitely with my father and my grandmother, the whole relationship has been restored. Even your mom, you told yes. me a story that blessed me. Tell us a little bit about that. We are, so we used to argue all the time because she just couldn't understand, you know, um, why I was doing what I was doing, but now we communicate, we love each other. She's been a big blessing to me. You can definitely see the light in her by her seeing the light in me and the Lord has restored our relationship whole. She trusts me again. She just adores my testimony and how I'm walking. And she is just like amazing how we went from just not being able to be in the same room to where we just love on each other. I love it. <laughs> Praise God. This is like give God the glory moment. Yes. If you're driving in your car, yes. or sitting at home, listening <laughs> to this podcast, that's a little stand up and praise God moment. Yes. Um, we get to see miracles happen all the time. Yes. Let me just tell you, if you know anybody hurting, they need help, go to newlife.center newlife.center. Give us a call at um, 804-230-4485 for the girls, or you can call the 804-276-6767. We'll get you to the main New Life headquarters and we'll get you wherever you need to go. There is hope in Jesus. Do not give up. Do not stop praying for your child. Stay behind them. Just know this, that every prayer is a seed that is not going to come back void. Uh, I'm going, I'm, Fired up today because I am seeing lives transformed. You are seeing it. God is using you, Evelina. You are touching girls' lives that are going to touch their children. It's changing generations. We're on the front line. And so I would like you to do one last thing for us. Can you pray for any family member that's out there listening that might feel a little hopeless that we can just join together and pray for their addicted loved one. Just give them a word of encouragement. Come on, let's go in. God, we just thank you, Lord, for this moment to be in your presence, God. God, we pray families that are hurting right now because their love addicted ones are in the world. God, we pray, God, that you would bring healing to them, God. We pray, God, that you would stop them in their tracks, God, that you would just wake them up, God, and allow them to know that they need help, Lord Jesus, God. I pray that you will just bring peace to the family's heart, God, that you would just bring wisdom, God, for them to know what it is that they need to do for their children, Lord Jesus, God. And I just thank you, God, in advance, God, that we are saving souls right now, God, for your kingdom, Lord. So we just continue, God, to pray for the still sick and suffering in this world, Lord. God, we just give you all the honor, God, and all the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. That is a prayer from a transformed <laughs> life. And listen, once again, if you are listening today, you need help. We're here. We will answer the call. You can go on our Facebook. 
Um, you can go on our Instagram. You can call us. We are on the front lines changing lives. And so once again, if you want to visit the website, it's newlife.center. Hey, everybody, I am just so excited about what God is doing. And I just, I believe that somebody out there got blessed today. And remember that when you put your faith in God, he will fuel your faith. God bless you. If you haven't subscribed to our channel yet, make sure you click below and join us as we grow in God's word. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Get more at rosalinda.live. If you experience it, we'll examine it. If God's word says it, we'll stand on it. And when you're feeling faint, we are here with your faith fuel. I'm Rosalinda Rivera. We'll chat again soon. This podcast was brought to you by New Life for Adults and Youth, celebrating 50 years of restoring broken lives. If you or a family member has been struggling with addiction, New Life for Adults and Youth is the answer. Visit them at newlife.center.